Hey everybody, this is D.W. Rigsby coming to you today. It's Actually, it's October 27th, but I wanted to kind of go ahead and read a little bit about uh, a newsletter. I'm doing a weekly newsletter. Uh, it's called D.W. Rigsby Weekly Newsletter. Um, extremely original. and uh, But uh, I send that out to people who have signed up to receive uh, information about my writing and what I'm doing. Um, so far I've been, um, giving out little snippets of my current, uh, book, uh, which is, um, by Cadaver Light, which is the prequel to my, uh, Supernatural Detective series that I have with, with Luke Stockholm. I'm, I'm calling it the Stockholm cases. And, uh, so I do send that out, but, uh, hey, let's get into just me kind of, uh, giving you a little bit about the newsletter itself. I'll go through it here. So basically, if you've been following my newsletter, and you know, hoping that you have, um, then you're probably enjoying that weekly read that I'm sending. Um, <clears throat> so I'd like to take a moment just to pour my out my heart to you, um, you know, because I want you to really just hear what I have to say. <laughs> but I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, however, I do want to tell you a little bit about. In Light of Death. That was previously called Inspector. So those who have been following me uh, from the beginning, they know that I wrote my first book with Luke Stockholm in the Supernatural Detective series that I've began. And the first uh, book was called Inspector. Well, I, you know, I changed it. I needed to change it, and I did. And I started naming uh, my books um, with, with at least the word light in them. So you'll see my prequel is by Cadaver Light. This one is In Light of Death, which is basically book one, which used to be called Inspector. And then um, I have uh, book two coming, and that's uh, In the Light of Another. And then I'm actually working on book three. I don't want to reveal the title just yet. But for in Light of Death, I never really set out to write that book. I really didn't. Uh, the Stockholm Cases wasn't what I was trying to write. It was basically a, a venture that started with a different story. Uh, and it happens that, uh, it kind of happens that way for me, right? Well, often when I'm writing, um, several times I start writing a story, and sometimes another story or a character basically enters my imagination. I don't know where they come from, Uh you know, they just seem to pop right into my head, even though I'm trying to focus on a specific story and idea, and they come out of nowhere. But it's in that imagination, <clears throat> excuse me, it's in that imagination um, where it can be a lot of fun. And while I was writing, you know, what I'm writing about, and uh, what it me, you know, basically I was writing about what it might be like for a person to be demonically possessed. Yes, Halloween is coming up. Yes, there are demonic presents out there, right? Because we write about them all the time. You can believe it or not. It's up to you. You make up your own mind. But I was wanting to write about what it might be like to be a person who's demonically possessed. And from their perspective, not someone from the outside, uh, this concept kind of occurred to me after I'd been reading or after I'd read 
the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. <clears throat> so it was there in those pages I found this spark, an inquisitive sliver of light that shone out from the edges of the book. It was quite intriguing, actually, to read the depths of what a demon might do when mentoring another fledgling demon in the art of temptation and how to break down the soul's resistance. This was the path I'd begun. And as I walked that path, I found Luke in White Rooms. That's another book that I'd written. But I didn't publish it. <clears throat> it it's not published, you know, White Rooms. But I had uncovered Luke within the pages of White Rooms. That's what I did. So because I stumbled upon him, he, he just sort of kind of stuck out, right? He's just kind of like... He was real to me, or, or more real to me than some of the other characters. Maybe it's because he came along, you know, to me as more relatable. I, you know, I can't quite tell. But either way, he was there. And when I stepped away from my creation, I realized I wanted to know more about Luke's life. How he got to where he was and where he was going. You know, it's at that point I began to write Inspector, which is now called Enlighted Death. And I was able to explore Luke's world and get to know him a little bit better. But he still wasn't really coming through as I'd hoped. Right? He just kind of a little flat, you know. Um, and, he, and it was just hard to really understand his character in a three-dimensional sense, if you will, instead of in a two-dimensional in a three-dimensional sense. And sometimes that happens when you write and you find someone or something that intrigues you. And, you know, as a writer, we run down different paths trying to find the ones that work, um, that take us to a place where we're searching. Um, when finding the right ones, they kind of stick, right? And the wrong ones we forget. But even as you run down these paths, sometimes having a character on their own doesn't bring out the qualities you'd hope. This is where you introduce another character, someone who can challenge the inner feelings and thoughts of your character. Well, that character was Alarbus. That's who I had created in my mind, you know, um, to basically show us a little bit more depth about Luke. And you probably already met him by now. If you've been reading and you've been going along, you've met Alarbus, and you probably enjoy him quite immensely because I love riding Alarbus. He's fun. Um, <clears throat> all right, so enough about the origins of uh, Enlighted Death. You know, uh, you know, Halloween is near, and I'm going to be reading The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving. That's one of my favorite books. I absolutely enjoy that. <clears throat> and if you're Following along in my newsletter, um, <clears throat> you know, it's not just about creepy stories and bumps, that, you know, things that go bump in the night. Uh, there's lots of goodies, too, out there. You know, we like to, to host Halloween parties and here at our house. And some of the things we like to do is, is make interesting treats. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry. I'm just having a little congestion today. Um, but uh, basically, here's a link to a recipe uh, that, well, there's a link to a recipe in my newsletter. It's for buttery bread bones. So there you go. Uh, pretty cool. And, uh, you know, you can go to that site 
and uh, get those get that recipe and make those delicious looking finger bone looking <laughs> uh, treats, you know, for Halloween. So have a good time. Um, and before you go, I mean, I do have a snippet uh, by Cadaver Light. It's chapter four. You know, I mean, I'll just read a little bit here of the snippet. I'm not going to, it's not going to be perfect, folks. If you're listening in, this is a non-edited version of my podcast. I don't, I mean, I've got a lot of things on my plate, so I'm trying to create things to, so that people, you know, you know, I want to create things for people to be, to have interest in it, you know, to see what I'm doing and to really like and come along. So, so, but just setting down editing sometimes can take a lot of time. Like I just did it edit uh, yesterday on uh, chapter five, actually, uh, by Cadaver Light. 12 minutes of reading took me about four hours to edit. So uh, hopefully I will get faster and better at it. But here's chapter four, uh, snippet, bourbon, please. Decker sat there like a carved sculpture. Well, I said, my voice calm like water on a windless day. Not entirely. As I stated before, I did come into your home and I did leave my pipe. He patted the outer fabric of his coat where the pipe was hidden away. And that's all there is to it, Mr. Stockholm. Luke. He stood. I think we spent too much time reading cheap novels rather than trying to understand why I'm here in your sitting room. I drank the rest of my bourbon, lowered my hand, my head tilted forward. And why did you come? My gaze filtered upward toward Mr. Decker, his face stoic, his eyes fixed, and his jaw clenched nearly as tight as my own. I guess I'll rely on my knowledge of cheap novels. I put my glass down. He remained quiet, which was best. It was best because I might have thrown the old man out, depending on what words he would choose. He stood. I watched as he walked across the front room, slowly rising out of his chair. I followed him to the front door. He opened it, went out, and never said a word. He went down the stairs and towards his home. I shut the door, then went to the kitchen and splashed cool water on my face. I needed to get away for a few hours, something to take my mind off my nosy neighbor, the inexplicable draft in my cellar, and the recent slight from Postmaster Thomas Fickle. My final reprimand. So there you go. <coughs> Sorry about the congestion. Um, but there you go. Um, basically, um, that's um, by Cadaver Light. That's uh, just a little snippet out of Chapter 4, you know. Um and that's uh, Bourbon Please. So if you're not on my newsletter, I suggest you go ahead and sign up. You can go to my website, dwrigsby.com, and you can sign up there. You should be able to find a sign-up form. Um, or maybe you got a friend out there who's actually, uh, you know, reading along. And if so, they might have some secrets they can share with you about my newsletter. <laughs> I don't want to tell you everything. But anyway, uh, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy the Halloween that's coming up, you know, and, um, you know, be careful out there. Of course, have a good time, be safe and, uh, love you guys. Really appreciate you tuning in. All right. This is DW Rigsby signing out.